0: have to press go live on
1: so many different places all right hello and welcome just a family this is giving you something to talk about or just a live tv i'm your host melissa crutchler i'm an identity coach spiritual teacher business mentor and creator and founder of just a live tv and the women supporting women can network so today we're going to be talking about what is self-love which is a great topic and everybody's like oh self-love self-love It has been such a common, common thing that's said lately, but we're going to get into what it really is. So today's episode has been sponsored by Phoenix Identity. They are offering you um, their challenge. So they're hosting a five-day challenge on the Empowered Warrior Women Challenge It is all about how you're giving away your power and how you can start taking it back and start taking control of your life and feeling empowered, which is something not a lot of us feel. And it's part of self-love, feeling empowered and just filling your own cup like we were talking about already. So um, like, follow, share you know, join our newsletter. If you'd like to be a guest, or if you'd like to see us topic featured, please join us at justalivetv.com. All right. So I'm going to hand it over to my guest speaker today, Deborah Cherry, and she is going to introduce herself. Deborah, would you
0: please? Thank you so much for having me. My name is Deborah. I am a Reiki master teacher and mindset coach.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: (laughs) I definitely like that. Um, I'm all about mindset.
1: And So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about what is self-love, excuse me, and I know that you and I have quite a few stories on self-love over the last, you know, few weeks, and so I'm going to share mine with all of our viewers today. Um, So over the last four days, um, both my oldest children have finished school for the year, so it's summer holidays. Within 24 hours of them finishing school, my husband dislocated his ankle as well as broke it in response. Had surgery with screws and pins, and is at home and unable to walk for the next two to 12 weeks. So, there's been a lot going on in my house, a lot of stress, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of frustration and emotions, and just trying to figure everything out. Now that you know, life has basically changed for the time being, and. one of the things that I'm why I'm I'm really expressing this is because this is the time where I have to focus on self-love above everything else right because today I woke up uh, my husband looked at me and he's like what is going on with you and I said you know what I'm picking up on your energy so I'm an empath and a lot of people can um, understand and agree that they may be empaths themselves so as an empath you take on the emotions of other people. And so I've been taking on my husband's emotions, my children's emotions, because normally I don't cut them off of my energy. I just allow it to flow so that I know how to help them. But with everything going on, that energy is being very overwhelming. Plus all the changes for me, my daily routine has been changed. My ability to spend time, quiet time for me has changed. And so I'm overwhelmed and I'm frustrated today. And he pointed it out. He noticed it right away. I noticed it, but of course, processing. Self-love is, is not, everybody thinks, I'm gonna just segue into something else. Self-love isn't what everybody thinks it is. Most people think that self-love is going to get your nails done or your hair done, or you know, going shopping or whatever it looks like to, you know, make everybody else think that you love yourself. And that's really not what it is. What are your thoughts, Deborah?
0: Well, I can certainly relate um, to that. As we were discussing earlier, um, my boyfriend just had major surgery. He's been in the hospital on and off. Um, he's had three three surgeries in three weeks. Uh, the last one being a, a fairly significant surgery. So a lot of my time, like you, you've had to pivot. You have to, um, you know, every your your normal schedule during the week is now changed. I was spending six to eight hours at um, the hospital. You know, it, it's really when you when you're in that moment, it can seem so overwhelming and I can relate to some of the feelings that you had. it's like, but I should be doing this for my business or I should be doing this and my you know my kids need this and I usually do this and where I really had to just stop. And I had to pause and I had to not focus on my business and really prioritize what was important. On top of that, I can't fill from an empty cup. So I know it's really important for me to make sure that I'm honoring some of the things that are important to me. So getting out in nature, I haven't been able to exercise in the last week and a half. Um, So doing some of the things like calling a friend, getting out in nature, just meditating, just taking a few minutes of your time, just to get some more clarity on where you need to go so that you can show up and you can help them heal, help them do whatever. And, And like you, I'm very much an empath. So visiting the hospital and seeing all those people who are in pain, who are sick, who are healing, and I can't do anything to help them. <laughs> and so I have to recognize the things that I can do to support, you know, my boyfriend in this situation. What, what can I do to support him? Sometimes it's just time. Sometimes it's cleaning his house. Sometimes it's a meal, but just really recognizing what I can do because I I, I can only do so much. And I, I still have to honor myself and making sure that you're eating right and getting the sleep that you, need and just being kind and compassionate to yourself too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of our viewers, Jackie says Mm -hmm. self-love for me is setting healthy boundaries. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For everybody watching or catching the replay of this episode, what is self-love to you? What do you feel self-love is for you? How do you practice self-love for yourself? And where, where do you look for self-love? A lot of people look for it externally and exactly like you said, self-love isn't external right it is an internal thing we have to we have our own energy our own needs we're very individual unique beings not it's not going to be the same for everybody right my for me self-love is quiet it is numbing quiet and not even numbing I say that word um it's not necessarily numbing quiet I do very well and and my self-love for me is taking time to do nothing And that means, you know, uh, whether that is reading, whether that is listening to music and dancing, whether that is driving in my car, it's, it's, for me, it's doing nothing while still doing something, right? I'm engaging my brain so that it's still going, because obviously, all of us, (laughs) we still need our brain to be engaged. But at the same time, I can just be And I think that's what it is, right? I get lost in a book or I'll get lost in a show or lost in music or lost in driving. And that for me is that's where I recharge. That's where I fill my cup and say, okay, you know, I'm good. I'm calm I'm happy and I'm healthy. And I'm just, you know, being self-love is identifying your body. We did an episode the other day on, you know, just being in your body right? Your body doesn't lie. So your body will tell you, Absolutely. Hey, you may need some water. or Hey, you may need this or Hey, you may need that. So it's kind of just having that time to sit within yourself and say, okay, deep breath. What do I need? Right. What do I need right now?
0: And I think it's always changing too. I, I think self-love when you, um, like you are right now, helping your husband while he's on this journey of healing for his ankle, um, your self-love and self-care regimen might be different than your regular day-to-day. I know for me, I like to really honor like the trifecta, the mind, body, and soul. So meditation, um, getting out for some sort of exercise and reading or or making sure that I'm, I'm filling my cup with positive, happy things. And the last couple of weeks, maybe it's just been if I can get a meditation in or if I can try and eat healthy today. And, and maybe it's not hitting all those marks that I normally like to, but that you're you're still trying to honor part of your self-care regime because you're not good to anybody if you're not good to yourself.
1: And and that's, I think, what a lot of women, particularly women, struggle with, even men. Um, Have you ever seen the TikTok that's gone around? And it is a woman and she says, do you remember when you were younger and your parents told you that in order to do something fun or in order to watch TV or play video games or go outside and play, you had to finish your chores first? you had to make sure your chores were done every day before you got to have the fun or the snack or the dessert or whatever that was, right? Right. Now she followed that up with saying, so now that you're an adult, do you have fun or do you always have something else to do? And I think we have that, and and not to blame our parents or anybody else. You know, when things (laughs) like that, did the best that they could, (laughs) right? But that's but that's something that we're conditioned into following, right? Is in order to relax, in order to be myself, or have fun, or do anything that that I like to do, I have to make sure that everything else is done. I know for my husband, he's very much that way, where he has trouble relaxing. He actually feels guilty relaxing. Mm because there's always something that he could be doing or should be doing. So now you have him lying on the couch, (laughs) can't move very well. Um, And even if he does, he's supposed to have his leg up for the next two weeks. So he gets up go to the bathroom, go for a cigarette, whatever it is that, you know, he's doing. He's so frustrated though.
0: I know. I think it's hard in this day and age when we're always on the go to actually slow down. And, and getting back to the kind of self-love piece of that, you know, self-love might not be doing the dishes today. It might be leaving the vacuuming for tomorrow. It's always going to be there. There's always going to be something to do. So if today, all you need to do is take that time for yourself to rest, to relax, to watch a show, to read a book, to dance, to do whatever you want to do, do that. Like it's all, there's always going to be stuff to do. The dishes are still going to be there. And unless, unless you know of a magic fairy that does them yourself, that would be amazing.
1: (laughs) Not only that too, though, um, but if you have children, right, asking your children, I have, so I have four children. Um, All of them were home when, when this happened with my husband. And every single one of my children picked up their socks and have helped every single one of them. Whether it be the two that don't live here, whether it be the two that do live here, they've all helped out in different ways. So even if, even not in the midst of tragedy or trauma, but even just every day, like you mentioned before we started this, right, is even just every day, right, asking for help if you need it. I I turned around to my thirteen year old today, and um, I went to go get a Tupperware out, and she's been doing the dishes. So I went to go get a piece of Tupperware out. And I said, I'm getting very frustrated with every time I go to grab a dish that you've washed, it's still dirty. I said, I need you to do better. And by that, I mean, don't watch on your phone (laughs) while you're doing the dishes, listen to music. You know, if you need something to engage your mind while you're doing that, listen to music, listen to a podcast, do something that's not going to take your focus away from what you're trying to do. Right. So for me, it's asking my children to help, to, you know, sure. can you watch your sisters? Can you pick something up for me? Can, you know, can you guys pick up after yourself, clean up after this, help dad if he asks you for something, right? It's, we're all part, part of a cohesive unit, whether or not it's, you know, my partner and I, whether or not it's our kids and us, whether you're single and have friends and family, There, there's a cohesive unit. And one of my girlfriends uh, actually taught me that, is that it's not teaching my kids to do chores. It's teaching my children to be an active part of our unit. They make a mess. They have to clean it up. If they eat, they have to help provide, whether that is by cleaning, whether it's by helping me make dinner, whatever that looks like. That's part of self-love is making sure that you're asking for help, that you're, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or anything like that, it's, it's communicating those people in your life do not know that you need help unless you ask for that.
0: That's so true. And I, and I think like nobody's a mind reader. And I think a lot of us, or I, I guess I can say historically have been like, how come they can't see this or how come this person doesn't know this, but nobody can read your mind. Nobody knows what you're thinking in any given moment. So if you don't communicate your needs, whether it's to your partner, whether it's to your friends, whether it's to whomever, your kids, nobody, they they don't know. You can't assume that somebody knows what you're looking for. Like I I have three kids as well, and there's a sink full of dishes. And yeah, like it, it would be easy for me just to go and do it. And I'm like, they they have some ownership in this too and, and just some responsibility. And, and if I continue just doing everything for them, then they're not gonna learn responsibility, just taking care of yourself. And, and that is self-love, taking care of you, picking up after yourself, you know, decluttering your space, having, you know, that is just a mindset thing right there. Self-love is making sure that you are in a clean, clear space so you have mental clarity mental thought
1: absolutely look at how many times I so I read a book I think it was decluttering using feng shui and it was an amazing book and it gave amazing insight as to why we keep things right and there's like section on hoarding and it's like why do you keep pictures right the memory is associated with the picture but you always have the memory you don't have to have the picture right so it's picking and choosing what you want to keep and it was a very interesting and I know even for me Uh, my husband's been on the couch for the last two days because obviously he doesn't want to go up the stairs (laughs) with a broken ankle Um, but at the same time it's then I've got all of us have been in there right the youngest wants to be as close to her dad as possible so she's been in the living room all day and then (laughs) he's been in the living room all day I've been in and out and then of course there are wrappers and (laughs) banana peels, and I'm just like this is not okay right And I notice I get frustrated, right? If you have spaces in your house, like if my bedroom is cluttered, I'm, I get very frustrated because my office is in here, my bedroom's in here, my clothes, right? If they're not kind of where I need them, I start to get frustrated and I start to get overwhelmed. Where do I start? What do I start with? Right? So keeping up every day with one or two or three things. So I do... We do have a couple comments, but before we get to that, my mother in law taught me 12 years ago that every day she does three things. Doesn't matter what those three things are, every day she writes three things that she's done. And she feels accomplished and successful in herself every day as long as she accomplishes three things, right? Now, part of self love is making sure that you are doing things for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So getting out of bed, having a shower, right, making sure that you eat, connecting with a friend, reading a book, right, whatever you choose, pick three things, and you're right, you had said earlier, the dishes don't get done today, they'll get done tomorrow, Yeah. right, if you do half of them today, and half of them tomorrow right or pick one thing you don't have to spotlessly clean the house every day right Great. go at the end of the day pick up a handful of things and tidy it up a little bit right and and it makes a huge difference so you do have two comments so does trans women have self-love absolutely it doesn't matter your gender it doesn't matter what you identify it doesn't matter your race everybody should and could have self-love it is a mindset choice as to whether you do it Absolutely. If you are struggling and unhappy, then you probably aren't doing it. Um, and we'll go into that next uh, is symptoms of not having self-love for yourself and self-care, right? I used to make sure my home was clean before I left on holidays. Uh, this time I didn't. I left my house in a mess. I said to myself, I'm going to have fun and the housework will still be there when I get back. Absolutely. Right. I love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Whatever. Go have fun. You're meant to be living a life filled with joy. So start doing some of those joyful things. And 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 like we said, it'll be there. It'll be there.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, so going into that, so what do you think some symptoms of and self-love and self-care for everybody watching are two are one and the same. Um, they can be different depending on right making for me, self-care, self-love, I love getting my nails done. Do I have to do it? No, I love doing it because it makes me feel good. I'm not trying to impress everybody else, but I do it because it makes me feel good, right? Having my hair brushed. right? I love doing that um self care and self love like i said are very similar there are a couple differences we'll get into that momentarily but so what do you think some of the symptoms of not having self love or not practicing self love are
0: sure i i think it's personal for everyone i believe we are meant to live a life filled with joy so if you look in the mirror And you are not saying nice things to yourself that is not self-love. If you are putting yourself down, if your relationships are are maybe even um, troubled, maybe failing, maybe you're not building yourself up enough. Maybe you don't know your self-worth. Maybe you don't tell yourself that you're enough. Um, Are you you know, physically, how do you feel in your body? What is your body telling you? Your body tells you so many things and not a lot of people take the time to listen. Are you nourishing your body the way that it needs to? Are you listening to your intuitive nudges of what you could be doing to support your self-love? And just on a day-to-day, ask yourself, how am I feeling? How can I show up better for myself today? And the answers will be there. You just have to be willing to listen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love all of those. And you covered most of them. Um, For me, one of the biggest things, and I'm going to explain self love, but you'll kind of get an idea of what is not self love by me explaining it is, for me, self love is unconditional self love. And when you unconditionally love yourself, you are confident, you feel powerful, you feel empowered and capable, and you have the confidence and courage to take, make decisions and take steps, Steps, right? You're not filled with self-doubt and questioning every decision you make. Self-love for me is really just, especially the unconditional. I have unconditional self-love. Does that mean I like absolutely everything about myself? Absolutely not. (laughs) I do not like that I'm overweight or that I, you know, have rosacea, but that doesn't change how I feel about myself. I don't have to like everything about myself. You can unconditionally love your children and not like everything that comes out of their mouth or everything that they do or every choice that they make, but you still love them unconditionally. And I said this on another episode is... If you look at your child, right, if your child is sitting up on a stage, right, and you unconditionally love your child, and you have a group of people judging your child, right, and saying things about their looks, their mannerisms, their identity, their gender, whatever, their race, any of it, right, is that going to change how you feel and how much love you have for that child? Most likely not. Right? But if you look in a mirror, like you said, it's one of my favorite practices, is if you look in a mirror and you're saying hurtful things to yourself, if you're saying you're an idiot, you're ugly, you're stupid, nobody likes you, um, you're never going to find a partner, you're never going to do this, you're never going to do that, that's not unconditional self-love.
0: I always go back to the question, like, would you say it to your best friend when you look in the mirror or when you're talking to yourself during the day, we all do it. I talk to myself all the time. Um, (laughs) what are you telling yourself positive, happy thoughts? Like, would you say what you're telling yourself to a friend because you are your own best friend and are you making, are you, are you willing to do the work to, to go past those limiting beliefs To to create your best life, to show up as your best self, to love yourself enough and and do the hard work because self-love is not easy. It's going to ask you to ask yourself some hard questions about maybe why you feel this way about yourself. And then from there, you get to choose how you want to show up, like you said, confident, empowered, and then start making decisions in your life based on your best self.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, I love the best friend analogy too, right? Either way, the the person you love the most, whether it's your partner, your child, your, your parents, your best friend, ask yourself how you'd speak to them. And it it is so important. Um, No matter. So all of my clients, that's one of the first things we do is I want you to take a mirror and I want you to look in that mirror and I want you to talk I want you to write down or say everything that comes to mind when you look even taking a selfie right because looking in the mirror is one thing taking a selfie and looking back at it that is the most judgmental thing we do to ourselves all the time I'll take 100 selfies maybe to like one maybe I'll like one right and it's we're so judgmental of ourselves. That's not unconditional self-love. That's not, that's not treating ourselves or making ourselves a priority, right? Um, so we're talking about self, what is self-love? So self-love as an identity, right? As who am I? What do I love? Um, the way we speak to ourselves, the way we treat ourselves. But self-love isn't just internal. It is, it's not just internal. We did touch on this a little bit, is communication. Mm -hmm. right um how are we communicating our needs how are we communicating um if you look at somebody else and they're judging themselves what are you doing are you agreeing are you you know i can't i just had totally
0: my mate my yeah, I'm on blank there. How are you supporting other people in their journey of self-love? Exactly. How are you? How How are you showing up? Because somebody who's really confident and somebody who's really empowered and and um, should be sh- should be showing up for other people. And it's how you treat people. Because how you treat other people, how you communicate with other people, how you I hope not to say judge, but how you look at other people is just a reflection of how you feel about yourself. So if you're judging somebody um on their weight then perhaps you maybe don't have a healthy relationship with your own weight or if you in the flip side of that think somebody's really beautiful and you tell them that that's also a reflection of how you feel about yourself that you probably uh, have a pretty healthy self-confidence to be able to say to somebody like you're really beautiful but also how you speak, how, how you treat other people is, is so key because it's just an identifier of how you treat yourself. Everything around you, everything in your external environment is a reflection of how you feel about yourself.
1: Yeah. Not only that, but how do you take compliments?
0: Yeah, that's a big one. That took me a long time. <laughs> that took me a long time to, to be okay with a compliment, but yeah, like, yes, own it. Own your greatness. Like that's so important. Not just compliments though,
1: criticisms,
0: right? Um, uh, how I, would you, how would you, how would you respond to a criticism? Because I, I'm curious to know, because so, I'll tell you, I'll tell you mine. And, yep, and I absolutely. Hear yours.
1: So, <laughs> I'm really good with them. Um, I've been, I used to do four hour Facebook lives doing readings and people would come on and I had one guy come on. And I remember he was calling me, um, just a bunch of horrendous things and making fun of me and and i just sat there and i turned around and i said that's your opinion i said that's absolutely your opinion and i respect and honor your opinion but your opinion doesn't need to reflect how i feel about myself right when you criticize somebody or if somebody's criticizing you even if it's constructive criticism our instinct emotion right our reaction because emotions are reactions our reaction is to defend ourselves. It's to, you know, attack that person like they've attacked us or we feel attacked when that's not really what it is. When somebody is giving you criticism or constructive criticism, it may not be, my first question is, okay, are they intentionally trying to hurt my feelings or is this something they actually believe for themselves, right? If somebody tells me, you know, Melissa, your hair looks crazy like that. I'll be like, okay, I, I like it, but, you know, I've, your opinion is yours, right? I don't believe other people's opinions are invalid. I believe everybody has an opinion. It is valid, no matter who you are, what your opinion is, but I don't have to switch your opinion. Your opinion doesn't have to change anything about me, Absolutely. and it's that agree to disagree, right? If somebody <laughs> says, hey, Melissa, you did really good work on this presentation, You know, maybe think about switching this or maybe, you know, raise your voice or tone your voice down and use a very calm voice, whatever that looks like. Right. It's not it. My question always becomes what's the intention behind their comment?
0: Yeah, I think um, you've touched on a few things. Um, I think a judgment is always a mirror for you. So if somebody's talking about your hair or my hair and they're criticizing it then that that has not, absolutely nothing to do with me. I think it has more to do with you than it has to do with me and I don't have to take that on. I can just say, "Oh, that's that's your interesting perspective." Um again, like you said it's not valid, but it doesn't have to it doesn't have to affect your day. It doesn't have to bring you down. And I would also ask the question, is it true? Is what this person saying about me or is this thought maybe that I'm feeling about myself, is it true? Is it true that I have bad hair, you have bad hair, like whatever, or whatever that might be. And I do agree with, um, I, I believe there's a response or a reaction and a reaction is usually a knee jerk reaction. It's usually a trigger from unhealed trauma that we have about ourselves, or there's a response where sometimes no response is a response I I believe I don't I don't believe I need to um show up to every conversation I'm invited to and like you said that's their opinion that might be true for them but it doesn't have to be my truth and I don't have to take that on
1: exactly um reaction is emotional so Mm -hmm. if you ever wondered uh for anybody watching if you've ever wondered a reaction is an emotional reaction to something it's immediate it's instinctual and it's emotional right that's absolutely. instant emotion right um somebody says something to you and you want to punch them in the face that is an <laughs> emotional reaction if somebody says something to you and you have that emotional reaction because trust me even if you have the best mindset you're still gonna have that emotional
0: absolutely reaction.
1: um I'm very volatile and vindictive. I've said it throughout the show hundreds of times, and I will continue to say it. I'm very volatile and vindictive. And when I'm in a space of hurt, my instant reaction is, I don't care about you. I don't care about your thoughts. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care who you are. My instinct says to hurt you worse than you've hurt me. That is my instinct reaction. But I've learned to control that. Right when you have unconditional self love and you're having conversations with people or situations or things come up, you learn how to control your emotional reactions so that you can respond. Right, there was a gentleman who did a video, um, and it was all about bullying. And so he had this girl, this teen girl, come up on the stage with him and he said, Bully me, I want you to bully me, and let's see who wins. And she starts to bully him and he plays along with it. And she's like, you're ugly. And he goes, I know, but so are you, right? And it was just this back and forth and she ended up winning. And then he said, okay, now let's do this again. And they did it again. And she goes,
0: you're ugly. And he says, we can't all be as beautiful as you are. And
1: he didn't engage with her as a reaction. He ga- engaged with her as a response. And it was a, he won immediately. Like she was so shocked at his responses that she had nothing else to say, right? It was, she was in shock. And that does happen when we have the, um, the reaction versus the response. The response is a logic, right? It's okay. This person might not be trying to hurt my feelings. So I'm going to respond by saying, you know what? That's an interesting perspective. I, you know, I didn't think of it that way. Um, thank you for sharing it and, and move on, right? Yeah. Our reactions are instinctual and they cause a lot of trouble. <laughs> reactions cause a lot of trouble.
0: I think, um, yeah, I, I agree. Reactions are, I think self-love in itself It's just being aware, being aware of your feelings in any moment. And, and is this because this is really what's going on right now? Or is this a past trauma that I need to work through and heal? And I've had a few of those in the last. So even just being in a hospital environment, um, I had two grandparents when I was, you know, eight years old, very sick. and, And that triggered something for me, like just and I had to like, where is this coming from? Why am I having just this anxiety being in a, in a hospital? And I think like, not like everybody loves being in a hospital, but I think I've always been okay, but just being there so often and being an empath and taking in all the energy around me as well. But where's this coming from? Why am I feeling this way? Where's this fear doubt and worry coming from and just acknowledging it and then being able to have conversations about it so you know, that that's healing in itself, just being aware, asking yourself questions on why you might be feeling a certain way in a certain circumstance or in a certain um, interaction with somebody else, because that's, that's a healing moment as well.
1: Yeah. So I'd like to share a couple steps on self-love. So number one for me is knowing who you are. Um, When we talk about self-love, you, we struggle with self-love when we don't know who we are. At our core, who we are, what we love, what we don't love, what we like, what we dislike, what we're interested in, what we're not interested in, what we're passionate about. Knowing who you are is the first step of self-love. The second step is starting to go through those beliefs. right? And it's like, okay, do I really believe this or is this somebody else's belief? Is this a trauma response belief or is this something that's still working for me? as we get older and as we up level as our mindset up levels depending you know from the time we're children to you know early adults mid adults you know midlife crisis all of that (laughs) we're up leveling because we're experiencing different things at different stages as we experience we have these beliefs that we've created because of those experiences right Most of the time, we've put them into place to protect ourselves, to set boundaries, because boundaries are absolutely self-love. Thank you, Jackie, for pointing that out earlier. (laughs) Boundaries are definitely self-love. So we put stuff into place to protect ourselves, right? As we get older, maybe we don't need that protection anymore. And that belief is still there, and we're still doing that practice, but it's not what we want. It's not valid for us anymore, and then it starts to cause problems, So it's understanding, okay, now that I know who I am, does this belief work for me? Does it not work for me? You know, what's, should I change it? And it's changing your perspectives about your beliefs. It's changing your habits and you're not changing who you are. You're changing how you express who you are. The next thing is feeling self-love. One of my non-negotiable self-love practices for my entire family, all of my clients is Making sure that you're allowing yourself to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. Those emotional reactions, you need to feel those. Doesn't mean you express them, but you need to feel them. Whether that's a negative expression, a positive expression, I don't. it doesn't matter what the emotion is, you need to feel them because that's part of self-love. If you're having that emotion or that feeling, there is a reason you're having that to ignore it or push it aside is not self-love that's deflecting.
0: I agree. I think, um, yeah, when we talk about self-love, that does not mean that you are um, sunshine and rainbows every day, 24-7. I, I think it's being just aware, asking yourself questions when you have a feeling, honoring those feelings. So if you need a good cry, cry it out. Like that, that's, that's healing. That's therapeutic. If you need to journal it out, if you're super angry, go punch a pillow. Like It doesn't mean that you don't have negative emotion. It's just navigating those situations maybe in a little bit more of a constructive way.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, self-love and honor, right? It's honoring ourselves. If your partner is feeling a certain way or your children are feeling a certain way, how often do we tell them to get over it? Right. You know, I don't do that anymore. I have, but I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I I, think I I've, I've that's, <laughs> right. That's part of, that's part of the self-love process is knowing, okay, you're entitled to feel that way. If my daughter comes up to me and she says, and she's in a bad mood. i would be like, hold on. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. You are entitled to feel whatever it is that you're feeling, whether you're mad at me or mad at somebody else or upset with the world. I don't, it doesn't matter. Said so you are entitled to feel whatever it is that you're feeling, but do not put that feeling on me. I am not the cause of that feeling, nor the creator of that feeling that is within you. You need to hold mm-hmm. on to that and figure out why you're feeling that way. And then once you're calm, we'll talk.
0: I like that. I think right? that's so key that no, like, no. it can make you feel a certain way. It all begins with you. And that's when, when you start to become more aware of every thought, every feeling that you have all begins with you. And then you get to ask yourself questions on why you're feeling that way, or what would you like to feel instead? And and self-love, like you said, like, who are you as a person? I always, I always encourage people like write down 50 things that you like about yourself. And at first that's a very difficult exercise to do because you're like I'm talking about like the color of your eyes like everything like pick everything that you love about yourself and then examine the things that you don't like about yourself and how can you shift those thoughts and affirmations or what are some things that you can do in order to to improve on your self-image and and it all all starts with the mirror can you say when you look at your reflection that you love yourself because it all starts with you
1: So I'm overweight. I know I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, and I mentioned it on other episodes. Um, Majority of my weight is in my stomach, and that's, it is what it is. Um, Now, self-love. Here's a great example, right? If somebody, and I grew up in a very, is interesting, majority of my family, not majority, but a good portion of my family was overweight. And yet, as I was growing up, in my early teens preteens it was Melissa you need to lose weight you need to lose weight you need to lose weight and I gained weight because of trauma Mm -hmm. and it was a trauma response me gaining weight and it was always you need to use weight you need to lose weight and I remember once that I wasn't treated very well because of that and as I got older and as I lost the weight and gained the weight and lost the weight and gained the weight, and then I had all my kids and couldn't lose the 20, 30 pounds that I gained from each of them. Um, and so it ended up where I am now. And even five years ago, I was not happy with myself. I wasn't happy with the way that I looked. I wasn't happy with my weight and I was embarrassed of it and everything else. And now I sit there. Do I like pictures? I've never liked pictures. I've never been a picture person, but I'll do them. But now I look at myself and if somebody comments on my weight, their, their opinion of my weight doesn't change whether or not I deserve to be loved. Absolutely. And I think that when you find self-love, especially unconditional self-love with yourself, right? You under, you start to understand from a higher perspective, from a higher way of thinking that, you know, their opinion doesn't mean I'm, I'm unworthy. Their opinion doesn't mean that I'm any less, that I'm, uh, that I'm not deserving of being loved or being accepted. And then you start finding other people who feel the same way, right? And who will love and acknowledge and accept you for who you are. And then it starts growing. I know that I am, one of the least judgmental people that I know because I can look at any person walking down the street and go, I can understand your story.
0: And I think what a lot of people forget or a lot of people aren't aware of is that we are all the same. At the very core of our essence, we all came from this universe, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. And and I'm not going to get into religion or anything like that. But we are all the same at the core of our being, we are all the same. And when we take away the stigma, the weight, the gender, the race, and all that, at the core, we are still all the same. And when you start looking and appreciating that we are all made from that tree outside is made from the same thing as, as our human bodies are made of. And when you look at from an, I am consciousness from that, that we are all the same loving beings. We are all brought here in the same, same essence of, I I guess, if that's the word I'm thinking, I can't think of the word I'm, I'm really thinking of right now, but we are all the same. And when you start looking at people through the eyes that we are all the same, that's where not only self-love, but universal love comes from. Mm
1: -hmm. We're all energetic beings having a, Mm -hmm. an experience. right you think about what fuels your body you can save food you can save water but when your heart stops what do they do they electrocute it all energy we're energy (laughs) right and you people wonder why you know our our bodies work the the way that they do our minds work the way that they do right how those receptors that we have in our brain those send energy currents telling us what to do, telling our hand to move, telling our face to turn or whatever. I'm just using what I was just doing, but um, <laughs> whatever it is and loving who you are at your core. I'm not the same as everybody else. So I have a different way of thinking. I do believe that we're all energetic beings, but I think that our energy signature is different. I think that everybody has a different signature didn't come from the same place absolutely um but we all have a different signature a different energy right i can i believe in past life so i can go back multiple lifetimes and say oh i've done this this and this and this i have all of that knowledge within my energy right um being a spiritual person or a psychic intuitive medium i'm all of those and that gets pulled in from that essence, right? Of you know, past lives, of knowing things that other people don't know. It's connecting to that energy. And people, just so everybody knows, being spiritual and having spiritual gifts and ability is it is a different type of connection. You connect to an energy in a different way, which allows you to collect connect to other energies. So if we're energetic beings having a human experience people who have passed are still energetic beings they're just not in human form so being able to connect with them is is just an energetic wavelength that not everybody possesses so um but self-love getting back to self
0: (laughs) we kind of we kind of veered off in a a, in a bit of a different direction but that's okay yeah i I do think i do think it, it all comes from you know we we all are the same and when we stop looking at people's differences and look at the essence of who they are as a person in their heart and soul I think that would be a game changer if everybody could look um through that lens
1: yeah everybody experiences negativity there are three guarantees in life taxes <laughs> death and neg- <laughs> Those are the three guarantees. Nobody gets away with that. You can look at the most successful people, the most beautiful people, the richest people in the world, and all of them have struggled. All of them have had trauma. All of them have had experiences that are, that are make or break. And everybody's perception of those experiences are different. I could have a traumatic event that wouldn't be traumatic to you and vice versa, right? Right loving yourself is understanding that you are an individual you have different perspectives perspectives different mindset and what you look like on the outside is just your appearance right it's just another unique aspect to who you are i can go down the street and i can meet 10 different people and seven of them are probably going to be wives mothers and and daughters you know what i mean like not all of us we our roles are not who we are and that is one thing with self-love I absolutely love to talk about is the fact that we are not our roles and titles just because I'm a mother and a wife those are titles and roles that I subscribe to that I enjoy right I'm an ambassador of those roles those roles aren't me I'm still Melissa Melissa I just take on right if you have you know i'm a coach i'm a mentor i'm a teacher those titles aren't who i am right if you go work in a garbage uh, if you go f- work for the garbage man and you're gar- and you work on a garbage truck
0: that's not who you are
1: not who you are
0: no
1: right you're no. You, it, it's not your identity
0: And I think every, every contrasting experience or negative, I guess, if we want to say negative experience, we might look at it as negative, but are you looking at at it as a chance to grow and learn the lesson from, from what it's teaching you? Because it's every time that we have contrast, it's an opportunity to learn and grow from. And I think a lot of people say, oh, life is happening to me life is happening for you. It's teaching you something. It's teaching you to go back and reevaluate and learn the lesson and move on from it. So if you have these similar relationships or similar situations that keep circling around in your life, look at those because that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity for you to learn and grow from.
1: Yeah. Um, Look at my husband and I'm, I'm
0: i know sure yes love,
1: right? <laughs> so my husband has the strongest work ethic i've ever known he's go 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 he's always getting things done he's gifts of service that's his love language he's always doing something and but yet it's i don't have time for me i don't have time for this i don't know what i want i'm um, you know so it, it was very much like a there was all these things that were getting in the way of him reevaluating himself now he has time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so while it's traumatic and it's stressful for all of us, it's time for him to reflect.
0: Um, absolutely, I said the same thing to to my boyfriend. He's very much into or, or supportive of, of everything that I do, um, which Reiki and energy healing is one of them. Um, because every time you have something in your body that is pain, like pain or discomfort it's asking you to look at the emotion behind it. So what is it telling you? What is, you know, your, your body, like I said, is, is telling you so many amazing things. So are you going to really reflect and look at your emotions and how, how do you want to live? Are, are you living the joyful life that you want? And if not, what do you need to clean up? What kind of emotions do you need to heal in order to move forward? Cause I, your emotions when stuck in your body become dis-ease and that's what your body is telling you so are you like you said are you willing to reflect are you willing to start taking care of yourself are you living the life that you're meant to live and and what are some things that maybe you need to clean up like you said he doesn't typically take care of himself or make time for himself well the universe just gave him a big big chunk of time Exactly right, <laughs> and
1: that's the thing. People don't see it as that, and I think that that is the biggest lesson: is that reflection. That yeah. you know, if you're feeling aches and pains, are you supposed to slow down? We all are rushing, right? It, society right now is all rush, 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 go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Where are we hustling to? right <laughs> We're hustling to death and 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 that's not that might sound cold it might sound we don't know when that end date is coming right that's right you can die before you're born you can die shortly after you're born you can die any time from one to 130 it doesn't matter yep. you have an expiry date right your expiry date you don't know when that's going to be And so we're all rushing, 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 rushing. We only have so many years before we're not able to rush, before we're not able to enjoy the moment. You think about, you know, and this is part of self-love, is enjoying the moment, just being in the moment, enjoying life as it goes. Even if you're in the middle of a struggle, do something that you enjoy.
0: Absolutely. It's the journey. And the more time... the more times that you experience joy does not have to be a trip to Disneyland finding joy in the moment the sun shining the birds tripping I was listening to the rainfall this morning the windows were open and I was like oh I love that sound can you find the beauty in the moment of now and not be looking for the destination of getting there in order to achieve it I was also um Um, just on your note about um, where we were talking about, you know, ailments and and that that it's time for reflection. I was watching a surgeon, a cancer surgeon, and um, you know, they were talking about holistic methods and and not that I don't believe that there's a place for Western medicine medications and all that stuff, but they were asking her um, what, when you have like a miraculous recovery, what, where's that coming from or, or what, have you identified in all of your patients? And it's been a transformation, a higher consciousness, it's self-love, taking care of yourself and doing all those things. Um, But she's not never seen a healing where somebody hasn't asked themselves, why do I have this right now? And what is it teaching me? And what am I willing to do to move past it? It was, it was really a profound thing. Yep, I've
1: talked to I've done a few pre screening interviews uh, with individuals who have either had cancer, or um, do have cancer, and some of them terminal. And every single one of them that I've talked to has said the same thing that cancer changed their life. Mm-hmm. And even if it's terminal, it's changed it for the better because their focus is different, their self-love is different, they're honoring themselves, they're honoring their body, they're honoring the the time that they have, because time's never guaranteed, and so it it was interesting to hear that perspective of, Mm -hmm. you know, now I'm doing things for myself, now I'm putting myself first, what happened, and I will challenge all of our listeners, what would happen if you got a diagnosis today, a terrible diagnosis, a life-threatening diagnosis, terminal diagnosis, how would your life change? Would you start putting yourself first? Start watching videos or listening to podcasts of people who have had terminal diagnoses or life-changing diagnosis. You look at kids. How many kids in hospitals are diagnosed with cancer, leukemia, um all of these other horrifying diseases they're still smiling they're still having fun they're going out and they're putting themselves first we have what if what if you could start living like that now it's a choice that's a choice
0: every day is a choice Mm -hmm. you get to make that choice every day
1: yeah every moment actually i love it every yeah. moment
0: <laughs> every moment every moment of every day is a choice so you get to choose
1: yeah and a lot of people will stress out finding your self love doesn't have to be hard it does, you know it is it is a journey um what i mean by it doesn't have to be hard is it's one moment at a time it's one choice at a time it's not changing everything all at once it's not working on everything all at once it's a process It's just taking that first step and saying, in this moment, I'm going to do this. If the next moment you do something different, then the next moment you do something different. Mm -hmm. Every moment is a new opportunity. And you'll fall backwards. You'll fall forwards. You'll you'll be all over the place trying to do it. But truly finding self-love is unimaginable it, it's, it's hard to even explain the level of awareness, the level of love and, and judgment-free space you hold, not only for yourself, but everybody else.
0: Absolutely. I yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. It definitely changes your relationships too.
0: Oh, for sure, sh- absolutely. When you start loving, I, and I, I will tell you from my journey of, um, before I started this journey of self-love, um, you know, we, we talked about energy, energy attracts energy. You're attracting like minded energy all the time. So if you find yourself around really negative people, maybe you need to examine your relationship with yourself and, and how you treat yourself. And when you start on this journey of really honoring your, yourself, your space, maybe your goals, where you want to go, and you find that your core people aren't supporting you in that as you grow in self-love, your relationships change because you start attracting more like-minded people. You start attracting, you know. There's a reason that that you and I attracted one another, um, Melissa. Like there, there's always a reason. There's always a synergy because you are attracting like-minded people who are thinking the same about themselves, and and it's it's prolific. It's dynamic because it changes your your family, how you look at your family. You might like your family, you might not like your family, it doesn't matter, but it will change your relationships a hundred percent. And I've, I've noticed like you go through groups or you start attracting new people into your life based on what you're admitting and your own self-love. So it's, um, it's a journey for sure. And, and some people say, well, how are you so easily, you know, able to say goodbye to those friendships or those relationships. But again, it comes from a place of empowerment. You know, how am I showing up as my best self and is this person adding value to my life or not adding value to my life and then I get to make the decision on who I want to surround myself with and generally you want to surround yourself with with people who are on the same path as you or in the same space as you or even better than you actually hanging around somebody who's better than you is even better because it just causes you to up level and rise above.
1: Um, I know that I've let go of many relationships over the years and majority of them were because I didn't like the way I felt with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, Oh, I don't like you or, Oh, you did this or, Oh, you made me feel this way. It's no, I don't feel good around you. Right. And that's holding yourself accountable. And with self-love too, it is holding yourself accountable. And knowing that your emotions are your own, nobody can make you feel a certain way. Like we said, at the beginning of the episode and really just focusing on how do I feel? Right. And is it there? It's, it's nobody else's fault. Like my husband says something and I emotionally react and I feel a certain way. That's not on him. Now, if he says it, knowing that it's going to (laughs) be a totally different ballgame, but again, that's communication, right? if and going through that process of the communication and finding out what works for you and what doesn't work for you and what you like and what you don't like up leveling your relationships even your opportunities right if you're in an opportunity or not an opportunity but you're if you're in a situation that you feel stuck and and stagnant number one your emotions will keep you stuck and stagnant you are and. I'm not going to get into that one uh, <laughs> that's part of my challenge. If you want to know the way you're giving up your power, you go take a look at the challenge that's sponsoring today. <laughs> um, but again, it's looking at that, right? Where's your power? Where's your opportunity? How are you speaking to yourself? How are you showing yourself self love? How are you expressing that and projecting that out into the world, your relationships, your opportunities, your finances, your careers, your business, your family, your friends, your partner, your spirituality and self your identity, all of that comes down to yourself.
0: Absolutely. Perfectly said.
1: All right. Is there anything you'd like to add before we get going? Because I know we're at three here, so don't want to take up too much of your time.
0: I would say, I think um, it's a slogan I always say. Um, anytime I write a blog, your best life honestly be- begins with you. And it all stems from self-love.
1: Absolutely. I love that. I'm not going to add anything onto that because I love
0: that. It's <laughs> that so true. All right. Well, thank
1: you, Deborah, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I know that you and I both were kind of like, ha, ah, before this episode with everything going on. Um, so I do appreciate your time greatly.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. You're very welcome. All right, just a family. This has been your episode. What is self-love? <clears throat> Today's episode has been brought to you by Phoenix Identity, who is offering you the Empowered Warrior Women five-day challenge. The challenge is free. You can upload up upgrade that challenge for, I believe it's $25 to the VIP, where you're going to learn the warrior women ritual, which is amazing. And I absolutely love it. Um, if you'd like to be a part of that challenge and learn how you're giving away your power and how you can take it back now, start taking control of your life, you can do that through the employer. Empowered Warrior Women Challenge link in the description. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest or a have a topic that you want to see featured on the show, please feel free to reach out to us at just a live TV. You can find us on the majority of social media platforms. Like and follow, join our newsletter. Uh, if you'd like to connect with either myself or Deborah, you can do so. Our links are in the description. And again, thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you. All right, just a family. this is Melissa Cretchler, your host. I will
0: see all of you on the next episode. Bye.